All right, welcome back, everyone. Once Upon a Phrase, Season 2, Episode 4. I'm your host, Jason. And your other host, Lisa. And wherever you're listening to us, Apple, Spotify, Google, what have you, please remember to subscribe. You get updates on the new episodes. Uh, Rate us, review us. All those things really help. Um, Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page at Once Upon a Phrase. And if you are in the Chicagoland area, Fat Chris's Pizza and such. I mean, so delicious. Yeah, they're they're the only. I I can't even like promote this enough. They're, they're the only place you need. They do specific, you know, Detroit style pizza. So if you're from the Detroit area or pretty much anywhere in Michigan, it'll feel like home. But they also do Chicago thin crust, you know, pan pizza, all the stuff. So if you're in the Chicago area, give them a try. If you're not in the Chicago land area, because I know we have sponsors or listeners from everywhere else. Um, and you do visit Chicago, give them a try. So, some fun stuff. So, this season two, we are releasing bi-weekly episodes. Um, specifically, this week, we're doing a wild card episode. Wild card! So, these are just a random bunch of phrases that we thought were quite interesting that we want to share with you. And as always, a new thing with season two, submit your phrases on Instagram. If you have a phrase that you're itching to figure out what it means, we would love to add it to our listeners' request for each episode, so please send us a message. Yeah, specifically today's listener request is awesome. I'm excited to get to the end of the podcast to do it. Um, but as Lisa mentioned, this is a wild card episode, so I'm also kind of excited for this one. If you guys, you know, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but you know, we like to theme every episode. Um, but there are some phrases we just come across that they don't fit a category or not enough of a category for us to give them a whole episode. So we do have an entire list we keep of just, you know, random phrases. So we're going to get through four of them today. Uh, Lisa, you want to get us started? Yeah, so the phrase that I thought was quite interesting that I, I hear used, but I wasn't sure what it meant, was in the nick of time. Are you familiar with that one? Um. Yeah, I mean, I know what it means. It means, like, you know, right on time or, like, right before a deadline or... Right, so it refers to like a precise or critical moment. I I gotta ask though, um, does this have anything to do with a man named Nick? Nope. No. Okay, I would have bet money on that. All right. <laughs> so for so, all of our listeners named Nick, this ain't about you. So actually, the word Nick itself was used to represent like a precise moment. Okay, so that in the Nick was the original phrase. It dates back to the fifteen hundred. And it used to refer to performing, like you said, an action at a precise instant that it was due. I'm still trying to think of a time when I've ever heard Nick be used as like a, a measurement of time. Okay, so let me tell you how this works. So, have you ever been to someone's house and you notice like in their doorway, maybe their kid's bedroom or maybe the kitchen, wherever they choose to do it? And there's little notches in the wall, and there's little dates, or not dates, but years next to them with people's names. No. Like, I know what, like, a nick is. Like, I, I've moved plenty of furniture from places. I've nicked a lot of walls in my day. Uh, is that what we're talking about? Like a, like a nick? Like a... Yeah, like a mark put in a wall yeah, yeah. to measure time. Oh, I'm just making these connections. Okay. So I know, like, in my parents' house, we had the room leading from the back porch to the kitchen before they, I think they painted over at this point, but they had 
all these little nicks in the wall for where they measured us every year as to how tall we were. And it measured, it measures how time passed. Oh, this was when you were five, when you were six, and so forth. Yeah, so we have that upstairs in our right. son's room. We do that. So I would associate the nicks with the actual, the actual damage to the wall. Like, this is a nick. But so you're saying that the the nick is not the damage to the wall, but the measurement of time, like when you're the height of somebody or something. Oh, yeah. Like so this. it dates back to the 1500s. Um, it was used in sports. I couldn't find much more in depth about that, but it was used in sports to track time, points, transactions. Okay, uh, it's got to be an old timey thing because even as a sports fan, it's not ringing a bell to me. Right. It. Very old, like I said, 1500, so it dates back pretty far. I don't think it's a very common phrase to be used as some of the other ones we've learned about, but... Really? I would say this one is fairly common. Well, regardless, this is actually, I know we we talked about this quite at length um, at the beginning of season one. Uh, Part of the thing I love about doing this podcast, especially with you, Lisa, is that you would say this is not a common phrase, and I'm saying it is a common phrase. And we've been together a long time. We're married. We live together. A lot of our life exists in the same bubble. And it's just not common to you, but it is common to me. So there are so many phrases that I bet when people listen to this show, they're either hearing for the first time and then some where people are, you know, hearing for the thousandth time. Um, right. So another interesting, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. It just depends on, I mean, especially us being in the same age, you would think that we would have the same influences and things that we've been exposed to, but. So, interestingly enough, in the nick of time, like I said, it referred to a precise or critical moment, but now it's more used, um, I wouldn't say negatively, but it's used to represent, like, barely avoiding a moment. Like, if we're able to get to work in just the nick of time, it's like, you just avoided being late. So, it's got that negative connotation when it really has no reason to be negative. It's just... I, I see what you're saying. Like, I I'm, can't even think of a time when I would use that positively. You're right. You're talking about. It's like you, 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 you avoided an accident in the nick of time. You avoided. It's usually avoiding a, a bad moment or a bad event. Not. I don't, I don't even know how you use it. I well, can't I think of a way to use it positively. Maybe, we are, maybe we're looking at this wrong. Because if you avoid a, something bad, that is a good thing, right? You avoid being late to work. You avoid an accident. So maybe that is a good thing. But I, I mean, or like, I guess you meet the deadline in just the nick of time. Like, you get something sure, turned in, yeah, right? Yeah. So I guess it, it is a positive thing, but I think it's used to refer to avoiding something negative, if but, that makes sense. Yeah, but overall, that, that unit of time that we're measuring goes back to that thing that people had in their house, measuring height. And... Well, I guess that's how I that's how I picture it when, when you put nicks in a wall, but it does say it measures time, and that's how I view measuring time because like we can look at our son and see when he was barely a year old and now how tall he's grown as time has gone on um but again like i said i guess it was used for sports to track time and points i guess transactions made between people so used for a variety of purposes all right all right what do you got for us jason so i'm gonna hop in here with a phrase that i um have heard i mean countless times especially once i became more of an adult um but that is to bite the bullet so lisa if you've got to bite the bullet what was that about so just hearing the phrase and i don't think i've ever maybe i've seen it in a movie and it's just kind of gone past me but i picture it being used um 
as a way to like focus your attention on something else. Like if you're hurt and they have to like pull something out of your leg, like a shard of glass or something, they have you maybe not on a bullet, but bite on something to kind of focus your attention to avoid the focus on the other part that's being done. That makes sense. Yeah, that I mean that's actually it. The to, to bite the bullet means to sort of muscle through something. They weren't biting on real bullets, were they? Yes. So Ooh, um, that hurts my teeth just thinking about it. Yeah. Well, you know what else hurts? Um, having a leg cut off. Wait, wait. So let let me let me get yes, this I straight. Wish you could see the look so, on her face when I said that. So are we saying that instead of giving someone like anesthesia of some sort back in the day, you would bite on a literal bullet? Well, they would amputate your leg. Yeah, extreme example, but yeah. So this mm-hmm. dates back to. I'm glad for modern medicine. Yes, this is dates back to before <laughs> modern medicine. We're talking, you know, 1800s and such, and this was military medicine, not modern medicine. So you wouldn't go to a hospital and a doctor. Here's this bullet bite on it. Yeah, Let's go ahead but and get this done. In military medicine, w- medical supplies aren't plentiful, but what does the military have a lot of? Bullets. It's the one thing that there's endless supply of. So we're saying like if you're in the middle of like the battlefield type of thing and you're hurt and they need to figure something out quick, that would be their solution. But it's not like their go-to if they have downtime and someone's hurt. No, of course not. No, okay. this is when options were limited. All right. When you are strapped for resources, when you're in the field, when there's a grotesque, ask, ask, you know. Or, um, Accident? Yes. And something needs to be done. It's going to hurt. And you're right. When you bite down on something, you, you channel your energy into that. You focus your energy into that. And a bullet is not going to break. You know, if you were to bite down on something soft, something chewy, let's say a rag or. I, I think I've seen that more often than not in movies where, like, they shove a rag and it's just like you're biting down on something to gnaw it. Yeah. So this, they wanted to give you something that wasn't going to break. So it, it provided, like, this physical, hard, unbreakable object you to you know to clamp your teeth down and channel your pain and your frustration and you know everything into that so you wouldn't feel you know whatever procedure they were doing on you um, because anesthesia was not an option you know when you're in the battlefield or even when you're in the tent I mean like I said earlier supplies were limited anesthesia is not something that was you know that was there every time so they had to they had to distract Right, they had to divert the person's attention um, from whatever procedure that they were going through, um, especially when it looks like there's no relief coming. When there's gonna be pain, and I think that shifts into how we use the phrase today, because there is, you know, whenever you use that phrase, there's a certain perception that this is gonna suck, right? This is yeah, gonna be... I think like you know when they're talking about like, hey, should you? You know, I was thinking about enrolling back in school to get a degree. And like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I've heard the phrase being used like, you just gotta bite the bullet and get it over with, right? Because it's it's gonna suck, like you said, it's not gonna be yeah, pleasurable. It's, it's but, gonna you, be... but the outcome at the end of it is worth going through the unpleasurable moment. And, and that's where I think the difference is. Now it's more about overcoming a, a challenge or, you know achieving something a goal right when the original purpose was hey bite this literal bullet so you don't feel the excruciating pain i'm about to do to you but modern medicine solved that for us so I now like it's... The, i like the way it's moved from just a literal to a figurative 
that is some of my favorite phrases that we've covered on this podcast. Things that, like you were saying, used to mean the literal thing, and now they don't. And now it's more of, you know, a less serious. Well, even the nick of time, they were using literal nicking, like marks into wood, in the wall or wood or something or something that would mark the measure of time. And now we refer to it in terms of like moments in time, moments in our lives, not necessarily a specific moment in time to mark on a wall. All right, Lisa, you're up. All right, so I've heard this phrase before. I, I, I feel like it's a phrase that um, an older generation used. Like I've never used this one, but the the word is blackballed. Have oh, you ever yeah. have yeah, you ever absolutely. used that one? Uh, no, only because I'm not important enough to blackball anybody. But I do know what it means. It's got a heavy uh, sports connotation. There are certain times when players have it with a certain reputation agent time comes on and they get blackballed on the market. I have seen that. So this dates back to the 18th century and it actually refers to a process of being like banned or ostracized, sorry, from a group. Yeah, so similar to what we were saying about those athletes, like sometimes they just won't get signed or nobody will give them a second chance, you know, so yeah, they're being ostracized. They're banned. So the cool thing I found was that um, how they used to vote for, like, entry into, like, certain organizations or societies and things like that, they would use a process of voting using, um, like, white ivory balls or white balls or some would be black. And so when you went... Like pool balls? I don't know what pool balls are made out of. I don't know. Like cue balls? Yeah. I, I would hope they're not that heavy. I feel like... Cue ball is very heavy. No, I feel like for this purpose, oh, if this, there's a group of people... Voting, I'm I'm thinking more like ping pong size, but who knows? But they're like wooden or ivory, and they'd come in the color white or black. And the white balls, when you were voting for like, let's say that you wanted to join this secret society, we would all be able to vote, and we'd put the color ball. If it was white, it was like yay, you could join. But if you got even one black ball, you were not allowed to join that organization. So, like, people voting yay or nay? This yes. Was their yay but, like, their secret way of doing it. How was this easier than just writing it down? Like, how, how complicated are these secret organizations when they're all like, you know, Johnson, get the balls. Like, you, you don't have pen and paper lying around? I mean, this is back to the eight, late the 18th century. Yeah, so. they, had, they had pen and paper. I don't care if the pen had a quill and a bucket of ink next to it. Like. But I mean, I feel like if you have this, like, maybe, like, wooden ping-pong-sized ball, I don't think it's, like... Well, secret organizations. They got stuff to do. But, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was disturbing to a sense that... So, let the, let's say there was, like, 20 people voting. If 19 of them put the white ball in and one person put the black ball in, that was it. It wasn't a majority. It was if you got one, you were blackballed. Literally, yeah. like, you were not able to partake in this organization. Yeah, so that's how... Um, in, in... With, uh, as you know, if you're a listener, so I'm a middle school teacher. Um, with sixth grade, um, we do ancient civilizations, and there's a time when we come to ancient Greece, and we look at democracy, and we talk about how, you know, how truly democratic was Athens, you know, or whatever, without going too in-depth into the whole lesson. He would talk for hours, trust me. Yes. It'd be a much longer episode. Um, <laughs> basically, we, we read an article about how they would do this back in Athens, and they would... 
if somebody was a threat to democracy, they would use um, this sort of voting system and they would ostracize them. And, and it would be the same way, like even just like one. Single... No, it was it was a majority, um, but it was whoever got the majority. So the majority could be thirteen, if that just happens to be the number. That whatever, different uh, podcast, different day. But they would use different color like balls, or how would they do it? They would write on like. Oh, pottery. so they wrote. Okay, yeah, so that's so that's e- where the writing the thing comes from. Okay. Greeks could write. This is why I'm very. So upset. they'd write on pottery. Yes. Like pieces of, like clay pottery. Yeah. Like the balls are. They didn't have, like, we're talking ancient times. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like the balls are easier. I don't have to carve something into a piece of stone or a piece of pottery. You were just writing on pottery. It's very, okay, I think you're focusing on the wrong thing here, Elisa. <laughs> She's upset. I think balls are balls are easier hey, to Hey, family-friendly podcast, Lisa, calm down. If we get too far, I have to click a button <laughs> when I submit this thing that says explicit content. I'm not the one that went there. But, all right, so... Um, what is your phrase? So my phrase is to fly off the handle. So familiar with this or no? Yeah. That, that for me, that kind of uh, resonates with someone who just like loses their cool. That's it. Right. You just. You... So this was originally, you know, mid mid 19th century uh, describing somebody that losing their temper. Right. So in a sudden, uncontrollable way. So exactly what you said, loses their cool. Right, so the meaning has been the same. I'm sure uh, where the fly and the handle come in. Exactly. So this is why I originally, you know, couldn't find a home for this. So I'm happy it made its way into the wild card episode because the meaning for somebody to lose control, lose their temper, is the same now as it was in the you know, 19th century. So the meaning hasn't changed. So where does the actual phrase come from? It comes from axes. So when axes were forged, axes, hammers, things like that, um, any wooden tool um, with a wooden handle, they would be attached to the metal, let's say hammer part or axe part, you know? Same, yeah, the, the hammers we have at home, like some of them have the wooden, other ones have just like a full metal one piece. Yes, okay. so obviously the, the full piece ones are more expensive. But again, different podcast, different day. So... The phrase comes from the mayhem that was caused when one of those things flew off the handle. So when you were swinging, like a hand- the blade just flew, like yeah. detached. Oh my gosh! That so. This is why yeah. I have this terrible, terrible. Okay, so terrible fear. I had to somewhat overcome it when we went on vacation um, this past summer. They were doing some axe throwing, and I've never done it before, and I was so terrified. Because I feel like somehow, well, not only is it going to fly back and hit me in the forehead, but it, like, it could fly off the handle. Yes. So for those Why of you, you that, look? Oh, because for those of our listeners that want a visual, I'm definitely going to post the picture on our Instagram. Another reason to follow us, once upon a phrase, um, of Lisa throwing an axe. Um, she did not fly off the handle. But no, so you, you, you are right to be scared, right? There is a situation where... That could fly off the handle. Same thing, a hammer, it, it flies off the handle. I know you, you love the ones that are one whole piece because they are just more reliable. I love them, and I spent $20 on a hammer that is one piece because, remember at the apartment, and I, I had the hammer, I had one of those hammers, I was like, you know, metal top, wooden handle, um, and that thing did fly off the handle. Luckily, nothing happened. It was, it just hit a wall or something, Not, nothing that broke, so it wasn't a big deal. 
but I was mortified after that. So when I put it back together, do you remember we have that one hammer that's just like covered in duct tape? Yes. That's why. Because that's the <laughs> hammer that flew off the handle. Why did you day. keep, I guess it was different just time. throwing hammers away. Calm down. I'm not made of money. I know, but if it's defective, it's, it's defective. It's not. I fixed it with the duct tape. All right. That's why we don't use that one. It sits in a drawer and collects oh, us. Yeah, but, but anyways. But yes, it is definitely sitting in a drawer still. <laughs> but no, so again, when those things fly off the handle, it would be a hammer or an axe. The the unpredictable like damage that that could cause is is pretty intense, right? And mm-hmm. so mirror that to a person, right? When somebody flies off the handle, they're it's unexpected. Yeah, it's unexpected. Yeah, and it's and be- you're not yeah the and, b- behavior you're not used to. It's concerning because you're like, oh, okay, what happened? How did it happen? And it's yeah. not how that person usually functions. Oh, like that. Yeah, the hammer, the axe. Yeah, those are tools used to build stuff, right? When they fly off, they destroy stuff. So, um, very fun uh, doing a deep dive. I think this one's really cool because I feel like it's almost literal for humans and for these tools. Like, yes, the meaning didn't change. We just found a new way to use it, but pretty much in the literal way. Yeah, but that was really cool. Now that we've got that under our belt, let's do the listener request. So oh, this one's pretty exciting. Yeah, I w- I've been waiting to do, uh, I've been waiting to record this episode just to do this listener request. So a buddy of ours, he texts me and he says, hey, where do the days of the week come from? And I thought to myself, well, I know where the day, I know where the month's names come from, but I've never actually thought about the days of the week. Have you? No, they've just been what we have, we've been using since we learned how to speak. Yeah, so I just don't. I just they're just the words for it. All right, so they didn't just make them up, as most things. These have Greek and Latin roots mm. that we'll see. But if I told you that they were named after the solar system, right now with no research, what could you relate days of the week to the solar system? Which ones do you think you could pin down? Um, I'm thinking Saturday and Sunday are the only ones I think right off the bat. That okay, I can so think Sunday. Of. What do you think that's named after? Uh, right? the sun. Okay, easy. All right, Saturday. Saturday, I'm thinking solar system. Saturn. Yep. Um, what if I told you to think about them in another language? How do you say Monday in Spanish? Monday would be lunes. Okay. So I'm Monday. thinking the only word I can think of that sounds familiar is like lunar, but that would refer to like the moon, right? Yeah, Monday, okay. moon day. Right. It's interesting when you could make that connection. Right. So you got Saturday, you got Sunday, you got Monday. So, any of the other ones ringing a bell? Nope. So, they would if you spoke Spanish. Uh, or Latin, really. As I mentioned, they, they have Latin roots. Okay. And you, a lot of Spanish also, you know, spaced in the language of Latin. So, if you knew that Tuesday in Spanish was martes, what what would you say? Um, Mars? Yep. Oh, oh, sweet. I'm on a roll. You with me? Wednesday in Spanish is Mercuris. Mercuris. Mercury. Yeah, all right, Mercury. Okay. All right, we're moving and grooving now. Thursday in Spanish is Huevas. Um, I only doesn't have any ring a bell in terms of the way it sounds, but if they J Jupiter? Yeah, so even okay. yeah, if you just use the letters. Huevas or Jovis. Um, refers in Latin to um, the Roman god Jupiter. Okay. Okay. Um, 
and then we get that connection there because you know Cuevas, Jovi, Jupiter. are all of them based on like a uh, a Roman god? Yeah, I, I skipped him for the other one, but the, you know, there's the Roman god associated with you know wood is Mercury. Um, there's a Roman god associated, um, the Roman god of war is Mars. Okay. Um, so again, if you know Greek gods, Ares is Mars and Zeus is Jupiter. And, right. These That's are just, pretty cool that it's, they're all connected like that. Yeah. So the Roman gods here are who the planets are named after and coincidentally also the days of the week. Right. Um, where do we? Friday. In Spanish, uh, Vernes. Okay. Just by the letter be Venus, right? Yes. Vernes is Venus, right? So they're all sort of connected, right? Our days of the week are named after the, you know, things in our solar system, but the things in our solar system are named after Roman gods. If de facto, you can make that connection, the days of the week, also named after Roman gods. That's crazy. Yeah, I, so. I, would, I would have never thought that something as, so, as simple as just the days of the week would have such a deep, like, background in... Latin origins and yes. Roman gods. Interesting. So that that's why when he texted me and I was like, man, I like the months. I, I love where the months come from. Like in, you know, you can uh, see the calendar has changed a lot over, you know, time and they add months and things like that. But I never even thought about the days of the week. So it, I really was excited to, you know, be able to pin those, those origins. Um, but that is all for this episode. Once again, wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe, rate, and review. Um, do all of those things, please. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Once Upon a Phrase. And using Instagram, um, you can send us messages, leave us comments on any of the listener phrases that you'd like us to uh, explore here on our show. Yeah, so far, um, this is episode four, right? Um, our listener requests have all come via text. So, Please use the Instagram page if you don't know us personally. If you do know us, just text us. That's fine. But if you don't, use the Instagram page. And if you're in the Chicagoland area, Fat Chris's Pizza, uh, they're everything. Like I'm, It's so worth it if, yeah, if you're in the area. Yeah, I can't even express that. Um, but thank you for sitting through our first wild card episode. Um, and until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.